This is the Flying Up Podcast. This is Liam and Andrew. Hello. Thanks. Um, I want to give a shout-out to our Irish download, who every the last two weeks has been clicking that download button. It's Conor McGregor's yeah, family. probably Conor McGregor's. No, mm. McKenna. Conor McKenna. McKenna, is it? It's not McGregor. Conor McGregor's McGregor. the MRA fighter. You're right, it is true. <laughs> it's Conor McKenna. Conor McKenna, sorry. Conor McKenna, oh, yes. Oh, well, it might be Conor McGregor's family. Yes. We don't know that. He might have a family in, in Ireland. I, I don't even watch wrestling. How did I make that mistake? UFC. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> that shows how little I watch it. This is the Flying Up Podcast where we talk all things Essendon Football Club um, and the the joys and the tribulations, not just the AFL side, but also the VFL, the eSports, the women's VFL, every element of it, uh, and just the players and changes, the history of the club, anything about Essendon. Bit about Windy Hill. It's quite Why windy not? down there. It is very. Apparently, there's a hill. It's quite hilly as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. So the first loss of the season. Oh. Wish I hadn't come so early. What did you make two, of it? Two games in. Yes, yeah. So we've got a fifty percent uh, success rate so far this season. What did you make of the Fremantle game? Uh, very disappointing outing, to be honest. Mm. Uh, they should have done much better, considering again, like we said last week, that if they wanted to play top four. Um, they should have um, got over Frio by a good 30, 40 points. But instead, they're pretty much trailing for most of the game. Exactly. I know that is a cliche that Essendon do play better against teams that they should be beaten by and worse against teams that they should beat. But I do think it's true in this case. You're right. There was no reason why Fremantle couldn't have been... Thra- could, we couldn't have thrashed Fremantle. Uh, we Port Adelaide beat them very comfortably the week before. Um, and just you get the sense of Fremantle were always one step ahead, didn't you? You got the sense that in the end the margin was only that? 16 points. I and that was a which isn't a thrashing, but mostly the last five minutes Freer took their uh, foot off the pedal. Yeah, you could, you could, safe to say because they didn't keep the last three goals in like the last five minutes of the game. Yeah, and that was sort of similar pattern to what they did the week before against Adelaide, except this week it was too early, too late and not enough. But you're right that that margin isn't really fair to how much. Fremantle had done. In fact, even as late as the 16-minute of the 16-minute mark of the fourth quarter, they were 36 points up. So that shows how how close it could have been to a real thrashing. Um, it, it, I think I think just sort of getting straight down to the details immediately. I think the biggest problem with Essendon for this round was their sloppiness and their disposals. Um, this time, uh, and this is the sort of way that I reckon the figures should, could have been reflected in the Adelaide match. I guess because we won, they were a bit better, they were a bit more in our favour, but. This is the sort of pattern that we seem to see a lot with Essendon over the past few years. Fremantle got nearly 400 disposals, 399, whereas Essendon got 359. They had far less kicks. They had 50 less kicks than, than Fremantle, with 241 as to Essendon's 192. And they had quite a few more handballs, 167 as opposed to 158. The handballing thing, what do you think of it? Is it, is it just the fans' imagination, or do Essendon really handball too much and then misuse it? Um, I believe, yeah, they, especially on the weekend, a few times they should have kicked. Um, I was more disappointed watching the game, but players like Jake Stringer, mm. like all the hype in the world, I think, it's going to sound, I've got a feeling that he might have already picked. He's made the All-Australian like his second year, mm. has the premiership, and even the premiership year, he was dropped for the last two games of the season. Yeah. I think he's peaked as a player. He's... The, uh, you, the, mm. what you see now is probably the best they will get out of Jake Stringer for his entire career. Mm. He might be gone from Essendon in the next three, four years. His, be- his best has passed him. Particularly as, like you say, he's an older player and he's had success in the past. He's only 23, 24. Like, he's quite true, young, true. but, you know, some players peak when they're older, some players are good all through their career, yeah. some players peak. You know, how many times has a player been like, oh, he's going to be good? Yeah. Gone in five years. Yeah. And how many times have a player, like, I'll give you an example for Fremantle, Tabata, who, um, Played really well on the weekend, kicked four goals. 
he's the one. He's twenty four. Mm. You know, they're, he's the one they're expecting a big season from. Alex Rance, mm. who as well wasn't a big name player until I think twenty four, twenty five. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. They they kind of peak, particularly Eston players. I mean, that once that once they peak, it really is something that's that's one thing you notice is with um, with football, in particularly the players when they peak, they really drop fast, and that's why it's. You got the situations where people will retire sometimes at the height of their fame, like the four people that left North Melbourne a few years ago. If I'm well, saying they were too, that wasn't the height of their fame. They got told to leave. <laughs> That's true, but they they were still sort of everyone was shocked because it had been quite a fast turnaround. I do agree that Stringer was was disappointing the other night. For, to be honest, I think the only player that really stepped up and still wasn't enough was Green. I mean, it is in, he was, his stepping up wasn't enough, but he did an ex- excellent job. Did you see Green's? Green's match. Yeah, he was he was fantastic. I thought he was probably Essence well, say Essence's best player, but I also liked um I thought Zach Merritt played okay, but he was held quite well by Bailey Banfield. Mm. Which isn't good. You don't want to be held quite well by a second gamer. It was interesting how quickly the um midfield shut down with that Merritt, wasn't it? Mm. And only twenty one touches, really um not dominant when it came to scoring. Yeah. It was just yeah, really Devin Smith's been a great pickup. He has been. He has yeah. been phenomenal. Pretty and much we were one of the only highlights of that game. Joe Danaher, again, something not you want to hear, a player getting held by a guy who's only played two games in two years. Yeah. Not the most best looking thing to do, but you know he he was my prediction to win the Coleman this year, so I hope he picks it up. Yeah. I, I think I think I don't know, I understand Jack Danaher. Like he, he does seem to be held very easily, doesn't he? That same against the Adelaide match as well. He was he's he's good once he gets the ball on his own, but he does seem to be he seems to buckle under pressure. I suppose is possibly the thing. Mm. That seems to be the case with his goal kicking as well. He he often um, he he's 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 got a strategic mind, and so he's able to place the ball well just by kind of thinking on the, off the cuff. But I wouldn't say he's good under pressure and. Particularly when he's yeah, like you said, when he's held, but when 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 there's a lot of players that seem to tag on him, that he's such a high-profile Essendon player that naturally every opposition team likes to go against him, and and try and shut him down, and they don't do it with that much difficulty. So he was a bit slow. A lot of the other sort of key highlight players, I mean, uh, Tip and Woody, he was fairly. Oh, I was about to talk about Tim Woody. I know there was a lot of talk on the weekend about um, well, um, the last couple of days about um, Silvioli and his lack of um, touches of the ball. Yeah. And everyone, in the thing about Cyril is that he's one of those players where he doesn't need to have 50-50 yeah. touches. You know, he's an excitement machine. Maybe Tipper Woody's in the same category, yeah. but he just hasn't had the identity yet. We don't know. No. And it felt like I think it isn't just his form. I think he's also the way that he's been played. I mean, they're putting him in the forward a lot. In fact, I think he actually... He played midfield. Midfield. Most, yeah, a lot of the game. That was odd. With him in the midfield, when you've got such a stacked midfield, yeah. I think you're keeping Goddard out the midfield this year. Yeah, which is probably a wise idea, I think, mm. to be honest. Because he's the younger players. Yeah, I, I think it's wise to put Tim and Woody in the in the midfield because he's fast and he's agile and he's smart. Um, and that's and and particularly when you have people like Merritt that just have slow gains. That's I think Jack naturally where Tim and Woody Woody stand out. The weird, I, I think the reason why I thought he was a forward is because he seemed to have a lot of shots at goal and kicking goals. I don't know if that's a new strategy they brought him in to to try and be a goal kicker because he's not a bad kick at goal. But um, but I think he just isn't naturally. He doesn't flourish as naturally when he has to stop and kick. But I think he's he's a he's almost naturally a, a, a crummer or a, a wing player. Mm. Very, who else was oh, good and bad? Good and bad. Who do I think? Like I said, most, James Stewart and Kyle Hooker again fired the fires. Like James Stewart kicked, I think 
you know, two easy goals. Mm. Like the three goals in the last couple of minutes of the game, it's hard to count count them as anything really. They're just just little stats for um, the, the team. There's really nothing to go by. Yeah. Because of how, like I said, Frio put their um, foot off the gas. Yeah. And it, the same thing happened last year. Frio did the exact same thing last year when they played the Doggies. They got walled by Port Adelaide, mm. funnily enough. And they got rid of older players, plus Darcy Tucker twice. Oh. <laughs> uh, he's, <laughs> only, he's only 21. Just to rub inside the but injury. <laughs> both times they got rid of the older players, plus Darcy Tucker. <laughs> and they put in young players. This, um, this week you saw the debut of Adam Cheerer and Mitch Croden. Mm. Um, Chira played really well, kicked two goals. Mm. But and it's just maybe it's just the introduction of youth, kind of like a new getting a new coach. When every time a club sacks yeah. a coach, they usually do well the next week. Yeah, maybe that's and you know for Frio, they're definitely not in top. That's the issue. Frio is not in top eight contention. You wouldn't no. when you talk about teams that make the top eight. Frio would be at best they would scrape in eighth position. At eighth, yeah. Where Essendon's at at best, you guys are gonna win, we're gonna win the flag. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. I don't, I don't, yeah, I'd love to say that Fremantle, we lost because Fremantle played wonderfully well, but I don't think that was really the case. They played solid football. They played better. In the, fourth, in, the, in the third and fourth quarter, they stepped up a lot and they just pulled away from Essendon. But I don't think they were... Yeah, they played better than they usually do, but not unbeatable. Not something that it really... Essendon at its best could have beaten that Fremantle. But it's also um, interstate, apparently. I know... Yeah. And it is hard for Victorian clubs to travel. Like, I'm pretty sure you had to look at it like a map to find where Perth is because... <laughs> Travelling's not really a Victorian team's thing. You need to look at a map of the solar system to find Yeah, pretty is. much. Like, um, I think they made a mistake on the Collingwood thing because it goes MCG, MCG, AO. And that's mm. a weird way to spell the MCG. Yeah, uh, I'm playing Adelaide at the AO. That's... The AO. Collingwood, yeah. yeah, Collingwood players won't know where Adelaide Oval is. No, God. No, no. It just says it's a little bit further west than Footscray. <laughs> They won't know where Footscray is. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You, you know, you know Smith they, they struggle to find Eddie Had. <laughs> so, that's right. Remember that time they... No, it was the Sydney players. They had to get off the... They caught a tram to the game a few years ago. Oh, that's old. Yeah, yeah, that was very old. Oh, the, the bus broke down. The and best the best story I ever heard, this is um, all the way back in Ireland. Yeah. Um, I think it was Kerry. They lost the All-Ireland, which is the grand final of um, the Gaelic football. Yeah. Because the tickets for the train was too expensive. What? To go from Kerry to Dublin. So they just forfeited? Yeah. But surely they'd travelled to Dublin before. Yeah. So why was that why was that round any different? Surely if they're supporters, they'd put out they could have crowdfunded it. Their supporters could have bought them tickets. Or I am sure if they got on the train and the people on the train were saying, Oh, you know, the the ticket inspectors got on, I'm sure they wouldn't be wouldn't be <laughs> like, Oh sorry. Uh, just, no. I'm, I'm sorry, rules are rules. I know you're competing in our national games grand final, but that's crazy. That doesn't make any sense. That's almost as bad as the time that Essendon... Oh, sorry, no, I tell a lie. No. Kerry refused to play um, because the Great Southern and Western Railway would not sell tickets to their fans at a reduced rate. So it was, it was prices. Okay. But it wasn't for them, it was for the fans. Still, it seems a little bit Kind weird. of, yeah. It like, seemed like it was a protest thing. Speaking of... Um, just bringing it back to Essendon, uh, speaking back. of weird this, stories... So we're of, doing this for our Irish listener. Yeah, making sure uh, they, uh, they feel loved. <laughs> the Irish listener thing. So this is a podcast for me. Uh, <laughs> They, um, they, they remember that time a few years ago when we had a practice match in was it Shepparton and they took a light aircraft. Is that the one? Oh no, that's not that's not the one they called off. Was yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. They, the aircraft either broke or got delayed or something, and they they couldn't fly. And yeah, they, just they didn't want to catch a bus. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. So that's that's. It's so hard being an AFL player that luxury life you live. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh. you know, private jets and yeah. Surely they could have all crowded into Joshua Green's private jet. <laughs> um, I was oh, just ragging on the him. The money you'd be paying him. 
Uh, um, but yeah, no. It's, does that uh, need a big name recruit? I know that's you know that's every team thing. Like I said, Collingwood this year. I think all the eggs are in this Tom Lynch basket, mm-hmm. and hence why they don't have a key forward. Um, Hawthorne, Hawthorne's never looked for. I'll give Hawthorne credit. I'm gonna I know on the SM podcast. Giving Hawthorne credit. This is risky. This, this is, is our. This yeah, is our there show. Goes our listeners. This, this is our dead. show. <laughs> to Hawthorne's credit, Ooh. they've got. They've always. They always got good players, but they never got you know A list players. Um, no, no, they never. They never recruited them. They've they've had some pretty A list. Yeah, I'm players, talking about. Yeah, like you know. T- no, no, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so please, please, pitchforks. Yeah. Down. <laughs> that's that's it. Uh, don't find yeah. out where I live. It's. You won't bother. You can tell them where you live. No one will bother to go down there <laughs> to attack you. I oh, know. I just complimented so, the Hawthorne. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, I'm, no, I'm but, probably the more, yeah. more likely to attack you at this rate. But, <laughs> but, um, but Essendon is. Yeah. Um, do they need a big name? Because they're not really lacking in area. That's the issue. Mm. I know the interstate travel record's bad, but and I think that's an issue. That's an AFL issue more than mm. anything because for interstate clubs, they play interstate every second week. Mm. Um, for Victorian clubs, you play Victoria. And I think I think Essen travels six times. Essen pretty much travels the most. Mm. Apart from clubs like Hawthorne that who play secondary home games yeah, in different in, states. In, in Tasmania. So I do think um, mm. Essen's one of the most travelled actually Victorian teams. Yeah. Unlike Carlton and Collingwood who don't leave Victoria. No. <laughs> but the fact that in, in Victorian clubs don't travel enough is that I, why a lot of Victorian clubs struggle playing away? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I. I uh, it, like you say, I mean, Essendon travels the most, so surely their effects would be... It doesn't really stack up, because the teens that travel the least in Victoria... I mean, Bulldogs don't travel much either, do they? I think... They, um, they travel... They travel quite a bit. They don't travel as much as Essendon or... Geelong don't or, travel... Geelong this year aren't travelling as much as they usually do. Geelong okay. usually plays... Um, I think like twice in Perth, once yeah. twice in LA. They travel quite a lot to long, but so, not this year. See, there are teams that are good that still travel a fair bit. I think, I mean, the biggest... The travelling to Perth is the biggest is the biggest adjustment because it's the longest no, no, trip. I, th- I, and think, it takes... I think um, Port and Gold Coast would disagree with that. Yeah, Port, yeah but it is, Port's not as far as Gold as Fremantle. Yeah, but China. Oh, well, that's true. Exactly, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'd forgotten about that match, like most of the rest of Australia. <laughs> um, and China. And, and China. <laughs> yeah, the five people at the match in yeah. China. Right, so, yeah, of course. Well, that, exactly, that was interesting to see that. I think, but even so, I mean, it's like, it's, just, it's three or four hours yeah, on a plane. Essendon wants to play in India. I don't think it's, yeah, yeah, I heard so, about um, that, yeah. Which I, I would think that would be great um, before I just around, have the China game yeah. and have, I know four clubs want to play. I know Richmond, GWS, Adelaide and Essendon. Yeah. Odd four clubs, though. Like, none of them really yeah. make sense. Have them... So have the China game. This is fantasy. Yeah, right. Have yeah, so no. the China game and also have, like, just say Saturday and Sunday, the two India games. Yeah, I And like that, that means all six teams have the Biden next week and then we kick start the Biden round then. That's Instead smart. of having Gold Coast and Port have a Biden round in round eight. Yeah. But yeah, are they playing the China match again this year? Yeah. Okay. Who else wants to go to China? Well, that's, that's well I, I used to live in China, so I would go to China. But I, I can't believe that they would send those two clubs as a way of. Um, well, we put, it's ports in China, and um, Port Adelaide has a big thing with China. So. That's true. Yeah, and Gold Coast. Mm. Yeah. And St Kilda kind of Why stuffed not? up their New Zealand experiment. I think they yeah. they stuffed up theirs because they kept on playing in Wellington. Wellington is not the hotspot. You want to play in Christchurch or Auckland? Or Auckland, yeah, yeah. But they played in you know it's like. Um, 
Gridiron bringing their game. The yeah. NFL bringing their game to um, Canberra. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to Warrigal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't does really make sense, does oh. it? Yeah, I'll agree go with down that. Go, go down and play in Hurstbridge. <laughs> so, I don't think they... But the footy barely gets attention there, let alone thing. Well, it's um, because of public transport. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we so won't get you started take, on that. It would take less time for them to get to to get to Hurstbridge to play Gridiron from the US. It would take less time <laughs> than it would take for me to get to Hurstbridge on the Hurstbridge line oh, at the moment. He, he's, um, he's lining up for oh, the shooter. Don't get me started. There goes, yeah, we've had to edit out an hour long. Rand. Um, <laughs> the, um, just get back to what you're saying about having a big name recruit. I, I don't usually agree, but I tend to now because you're right. We don't have any weaknesses. We've got to accept that. We, have, we don't have any weaknesses apart from our forward, our defence, well, and our yeah. midfield. <laughs> but we you don't have any gaping. There's no. No. Like, well, look at Collingwood. Collingwood don't have a key yeah. forward. No. Um, look at what I'm I say. Look at Melbourne. Yeah. Like they don't. Don't look at Melbourne. <laughs> um, but look at Melbourne. They don't really have a genuine. Apart from Jesse Hogan on the weekend, they don't really have a match winner. No. And they tried against Geelong when they lost. Geelong don't have a back line or apart from men's or good forward line. No, but they've but got they, a few match winners. They've got your... They've well, got your that match winner that they lost on the weekend by. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, very bad. But no, I mean they've got they've got their like they've got your they've got your Tom Sell your um your Selwoods and your Abbott and Dangerfield, Abbott yeah. Dangerfields, your Dangerfields, your Tomahawks. Really they've tough. got plenty of like who who do you need to get? Like do you need to get another midfield? I think anything. I think a forward. A forward. You hmm. but you got the the big three. Who Danaher, Stewart, and Hooker? Yeah. Are you too tall? Yeah, I I don't I don't think they I I think the goal kicking is the area they're the weakest in, and I think that's the part where you're going to find because a real. That's a legend. big issue as well. I think Frio looked so much quicker, especially yeah. coming out defence. And people treat people treat um people treat Danaher like he's a big he's a, he's a match winner, but I don't a big name recruit. I don't think he's that big name anymore. I think he's I think he's his his stats don't really match up with his. That's a, that's a very cruel thing to say. And Danaher, I'm sorry if you're listening. No, I think he's a great player, a wonderful player, but I don't really think his stats line up as a as a high-profile, legendary match winner type. And I think that's why we perhaps haven't been doing as well in the forehand in the in the, for, in the forward. I think that's that's just a, I mean that's that's totally totally well not totally opinion stat space as well. But I, I don't I I mean he's still a great player, but I don't think he's. Um, good news is Razio Fantasia could be back against the doggies, but apart from that, I think maybe give him a week and have a week. You're playing Bulldogs, not like it's going to be yeah. a big match. Yes, uh, <laughs> well, he doesn't really need to be there, does he? I bet <laughs> does anyone head. really need well, to show up? I wish I just called him and said, "Oh, he goes. Do you want me to come back?" I wish I and he goes, "Oh, yeah, if you're in the area, if you feel <laughs> up to it." Don't, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't underestimate the Bulldogs though. They've had they they are really feeling. These two losses, I've I think they'll be dreadful, one to fight back. Dreadful start to the season. Yeah, yeah. But After you still such have success um, two years ago. players like Ambrose and Collier still out. Are they? They they were important players once about a time. I yeah. don't know if they're as important now. I don't think Collier is. I, I don't. I think they're both good players, but neither of them are the kind of people we need at the moment. I mean, uh, Collier is a midfielder. Ambrose he predominantly plays defence, doesn't he? I don't know much about Ambrose. Um, Aaron Francis is likely to um, request a trade back to Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, either Port or Adelaide. So hopefully maybe without that you can get someone because he was a what, pick four. Yeah. I'll give us someone like um someone like Eddie Betts or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Betts. yeah. They're best players. Um, Rory Sloan. Oh, well, Rory Sloan is out of contract. Oh. Well, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it could be a thing there. Um, But... Uh, yeah, so that's but so anyone else injured? And, nah, and Marty Gibbs. Uh, no one knew. Seems we had such a bad injury list the week before. It's been we've recovered from it mm. pretty well. Do you agree? <laughs> so I thought you were going to continue. No, no, I, yeah, no, no, I do. No, we were recovered pretty well. Sorry, I was just talking. Sorry, I did. That was like a weird stop. No, <laughs> I do agree. I do agree. Yeah. Um, mm. I do think it, injuries never help. 
But the way to test teams' depth is how the best example was the Doggies Premiership when they lost Murphy in that. Yeah. It's how teams cope with injuries. Um, I think what really tested GWS last year as well was injuries. Mm. So it's always interesting. Um, and we don't know we don't suffer from injuries as much as other teams because we've got twice as many players, thanks to a certain thing that happened ten years ago. So well, so what happened? Can you just I'd rather elaborate? Not. Elaborate uh, on what happened. Yeah, it sounded like a for Essendon supporter. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't, you know because of that though we've got now twice as many players as the other team mm. in terms of reserves and pickers, and then we've got like a standard bank of very decent more experienced players other teams have to go straight to complete rookies whereas we're we've got this this huge team so that's where we where that's where we've got a bit of advantage we don't suffer from injuries as much in that regard i don't think um we've so arazo fantasia if he's fit he'll come in mm-hmm. which you'll think david myers would be the one um to make the way yeah not david myers sorry kyle langford yeah um, will be the one to make way but other players like Jackson Merritt again has been knocking on the door. Mason Redmond, Mark yep. Bagley, Lewenberger, but you can't play two Ruckman. No. That's the issue with football now. Even though I have got my idea of a Ruck sub, kind of yeah. like, you know how um, this in soccer, because you're probably a huge soccer fan, you love oh, your soccer. Immensely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, have, they always have a goalkeeper as a sub. Yeah. He's, he's rarely used, but they have him. I think they should have a Ruck sub. Yeah. Just a Ruckman that is always on the ground, and mm. if they need a new Ruckman, just. Exactly. Oh, sorry. Exactly. Even if it's not based sorry, on. Sorry, am I boring you? <laughs> so, you're talking about soccer. <laughs> uh, even if it was, um, even if it was just um, not necessarily out of injury, just because they won't have as good a game, it would be helpful to have a rucks up. Yeah. And getting back to the Essendon match as well the other day, it was interesting how few hitouts, how how many hitouts were won by um, won by Fremantle as opposed to Essendon. I'll just get the stats up now. I believe it was. Uh, the hitouts were. Oh, it's unfair. Unfair to do hitouts though. Forty-nine. Fremantle. I will not do hitouts. You don't think so? Forty-nine. Who was the ruckman for Fremantle? Fifty Fremantle to twenty-eight. Who was the ruckman for Fremantle? I don't know. Alan Sandilands. Yeah. How many ruck battles did Sandilands lose in his career? I know, I know. But if we had that, that's no excuse though. That's like saying just because we go up against Sydney, therefore it's okay that we lose. I mean, just because you go. Isn't it? Like, that's that's just because you've got against a good opponent doesn't mean that you can't try and beat them, so... Um, what you want to look at, like, you lost the clearances, and that's um, that's the worst. Well, you won the centre clearances, Yeah. but you lost the clearances all up. Mm. Um, you lost 30 to 32. That That's that's the one. That's the killer. So the hit-out mm. is never an issue, especially playing free mana with Sandilands. Mm. And so the VFL practice match was last week. Kicks off this week, though, with uh, Essendon playing Frankston. Yep. So maybe... If they can survive the trip to Frankston, maybe something good will happen there. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe they can survive the trip back. <laughs> We're taking bets now to see if they'll live. Um, uh, the interesting thing about Frankston is they had last year off, so they'll either be quite rusty or totally firing all cin- cylinders ready to get back into it. But they, for some, I, I can't exactly remember why, but they they had last week off, I, last season off. I think because of money, I think they, they got dropped. Yeah. Same with, I know North Ballarat also got dropped, but they came back and yeah. they got dropped again. <laughs> So that be the other interesting development in the VFL is that they've now made Heath Hocking as the captain, which I am a total proponent of. That's a great idea. No, why? You don't think so, Heath Hocking? Well, I just think Heath Hocking's had a bit of an unlucky run in the uh, AFL. I think he's been—he's a much better player than people give him credit for. He's always sort of been a bit of a fringe player, but I think he could have easily been one of our lead lead forwards. Um, and so to have him there, and particularly as he's a bit older now, but he's still got energy and still got form, I think putting him in is an excellent choice. 
time for the fact of the round. Yeah. So after missing two seasons yeah. due to World War One. That sounds like a weird... Imagine that on your list. Missing World War talking. Missing World War One. But yes, Cersei makes her return in 1918 after missing the last two seasons. Yeah. Uh, in round three, who do they play against? Um, and the Oval will scare you when I tell you the name of the Oval. Who do they play against? Yeah. they. Play, oh, I know that. They played against... Um, was it St Kilda? In round three. In round three of 1918. Yeah. They played against Gilda, didn't they? No. But it was but a German name, wasn't it? No, the fact that I was really confident that you said that. No, they played against Geelong. Geelong, yeah. They lost um, 6-16-52 to 4-12-36. But the Oval. The Oval? Oh, Curio Oval. Really? Yes. And they thought World War One was scary. Imagine having to play in Curio. Yeah, Geelong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, Geelong's fine. The Geelong's fine compared to oh, Curio. Right. Oh. <laughs> so. There goes our Cario listeners. Um, oh, wow, that's a shame. <laughs> so they go, Wait, but they played there until oh, 1940. That's can I really go back to, odd. Can, can I go back to the Somme just for a bit of a... to relax a bit? <laughs> I want to go back to the Marseille. <laughs> uh, Gallipoli uh, was nothing that. So yeah. oh. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it's, that's interesting. No, I did not know that. Yeah, just... Well, I didn't as well until I looked it up just like two seconds ago. <laughs> but no, do I love going for pass? I'm trying to find a Footscray fact when they played Footscray, but I can't remember the last time they played Footscray in round three. Um, so the last time we played the Western Portals, before we get into our round three game, uh, last time they played in front of 48,000 at Etihad Stadium. So thankfully, even though it was in Victoria, still went down around 19, 2017. Mm. 19-13, 127-13, 19-97. That was a close game. I'm actually remember watching that game, mm. and it was really, really. It was a good game in my in my personal opinion. Definitely, it was a good match. We um we've got a fairly mixed record against the Bulldogs overall. I think, uh, like I said before, they'll be keen to hit back. I don't know what their injury list is like. Oh, oh, oh. it's pretty. I know it's long. I don't oh, know. I see. Let's see if we can get up the doggies mountain injury list. I know. Let's see. I've, I've had a rough run. Premiership player out. 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 Right. Plus they had two retirees, well, and Jake not, Stringer and Joel Hamling. Let's not get complacent though, because that's this is where Essen think, oh, this will be an easy match, so, you know. Against oh no, it's in, easy, Victoria, it's in Victoria. It's okay. Easily that's definitely an matches. issue <laughs> I had. I, I spoke about this when I, I did my other show at the Sports Desk yeah. on ten ninety point seven. Shameless cross promotion. Well, I promoted this show on my Sports Desk show. So I've got to do oh, you know, yeah, worst yeah. both ways. Yeah. Also, you know, in Jake as well on ten ninety point seven, mm. but. Hi, I'm Lane. I think that was it. <laughs> no, but um, the issue I had with um, Essendon, if you look at teams like Gold Coast, and I use Gold Coast for the example, is because they've been terrible their entire existence. Yeah. But especially the last few years, they've never struggled to win away. No. Like they've won, they barely win games. But, you know, I remember a few yeah. years ago, teams like Fremantle, when they were down the bottom, bottom, they used to only win in Perth. Yeah. Um, West Coast, until just recently, could only win in Perth, and they yeah. were, you know, made the grand final a few years ago. Yeah. Gold Coast, the, mm. saying something. No, you're right. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, of the two matches that Gold Coast have won, one of them has been away. You're right. They do. Do you think that's just an interstate thing? No, I don't think it's interstate thing. I just think because GRS as well struggle to win away, away from mm. Sydney, especially Melbourne. But like last year alone, Gold Coast won at Etihad and they won at MCG. Mm. The year before, I think they they won in Perth. This year mm. they won at Etihad, and well, they have to. You know, for Gold Coast, they have to win because mm. they're not playing a game at home. Home, mm. and I don't care. Crack, don't count Queensland because it's a home state. No. Um, so that's what I mean. And that's interesting how a team who's struggled and bottom of the ladder, and can, they barely win. Like last year they won six games mm. and they won two mm. in Melbourne. So 
that's true, actually. You're right. The fact that they won a third of the games interstate is interesting. And I don't know if it's just because they do have to travel, but like, but there are most. Of the, I think it comes down to um, not just the where the teams are located, but also how long they've been around for. I mean, Gold Coast is so new; they're kind of they're still not quite settled. They haven't got into a regular uh, routine. A lot of the players at their club as well are young and and aren't aren't familiar enough with the club to and the rigors of football to feel. Um, Things like jet lag, whereas but it's even really jet- established teams. That's why teams are not jet lag as much. But as say, not. did a Victorian, did a Victorian just complain about jet lag? Not not jet lag, but but you know, well, the getting stuck from um, not not jet lag, but the need to the the effects of travelling a lot, and that's why teams with established older teams as well, with older players in their team, I think don't travel as well statistically. I mean, you argue that Hawthorne don't. Don't play as well in stage generally. A lot of their ma- a lot of their few losses actually happen in different cities. Well, Hawthorne also play in um, Melbourne. Well, no, in Tasmania. Tasman, so. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. But they usually lose that. No, they they win. Don't know what you're on about. Anyway, um, so that is this week's episode of Flying Up. Uh, we'll be back next week to look at the Bullies match um, and also talk about the first round of the VFL against Werribee. Against Frankston, sorry, against Frankston, the practice match against Werribee. The first match against Frankston in Frankston. Uh, let us know on the podcast. It's facebook.com forward slash flying up podcast, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and also on Omni and iTunes where you can download it. Shout out to our Irish, Irish listener. Um, let us know if you've got any fun Essendon facts uh, or if you play for Essendon. And we'll be back next week. Thank you very much. Thank you.